You're listening to the Brand Builders Love Podcast, episode 122. And today we have got something a little different. I have got a founder story for you. I am speaking with Fleur Madden, who is one of the creators, owners, founders of a new website called Freelancing Gems. And it's all about helping women to get more exposure, more jobs, more work, more connection. And I'm excited to share her story with you. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hello, my lovely ones. I hope that you are doing well. Welcome back to another podcast episode. And I hope that wherever you are, whether you're in Melbourne and you're in lockdown with me or whether you are somewhere else in Australia or the world, I just want to say I hope that you are having an amazing week uh, and that life is treating you kind as well. But we are back for another week and yeah, you know, I like to kind of mix things up a bit. I wanted to start to do a little bit more around founder stories because I love hearing about how people came up with their idea and what it does and what they're going to do now and how they got to where they are. So this is uh, something a little different and I hope that you enjoy it. I'm excited to bring Fleur Madden to the podcast uh, and she has created along with her co-founders a website called freelancing gems and I actually discovered her on Instagram um, and I'm excited I'm going to be doing a masterclass for her community in November as well but freelancing gems is a digital jobs platform that showcases free female freelancers consultants sole traders and side hustlers and she's really looking to provide a central location for Australian employers to find rare gems of female talent across all industries, all in the one place. So I know that she's on a mission to really be part of the solution that sees women getting back to work sooner. And so I really enjoyed this particular conversation with her. I think that we're both on the same page. We're both really passionate about helping women, you know, get paid more, be more profitable, do the things that they really love and, you know, be able to make a difference for themselves and others in the process as well. So yeah, so it's a good chat and I know that you're going to enjoy it. But listen, before we kick off, I just wanted to remind you that Bold Speakers Collective is coming very soon in the next couple of months. So if you are wanting to check that out, then all you have to do is go to suzechadwick.com head over to speakers and you'll be able to see where you can sign up for the wait list to find out when that goes live. And it's all about helping you to be positioned as a speaker in your industry, somebody who is sought after, whether it's in online summits, whether it's being paid to present to memberships, online courses, speak at conferences, whatever it is. If you want to be a speaker and raise your speaker profile, then the Bold Speakers Collective is for you. And I cannot wait to release that very soon. So make sure you head over to suzechadwick.com and sign up for the waitlist for Bold Speakers Collective. But listen, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Fleur, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, I think I just discovered you randomly on Instagram, if I'm honest. (laughs) Um, Your purple branding kind of stood out to me. And uh, yeah, and then we got chatting and I was just really interested in the concept of Freelancing Gems, which is Mm -hmm. your new business, which is about to launch. Yes. And so I just wanted to get you on the podcast and have a bit of a chat today, really. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, for those of my audience who don't know you and Freelancing Gems, before we dive into your story, do you want to just give us a bit of an overview of what Freelancing Gems is? Sure. So Freelancing Gems is a digital jobs platform that is dedicated to female freelancers. Uh, consultants, sole traders, small business owners, side hustlers. So um, we are providing a jobs platform where Australian employers can find the rarest gems of talent all in one place. And really, um, and on that journey as well, we also have um, a range of business tools that our members can download to help them level up um, and to help them get to that next stage. We also have business coaches. We're also going to have webinars with fabulous people like yourself where we have experts in. So it really is about, it's not just about helping women get jobs. It's also about helping them grow on that journey. And I guess, you know, this really came about, Suze, because, um, you know, I've had my own businesses for two decades and used freelancers a lot um, throughout, you know, spikes where we were super busy. And we were constantly looking for new freelancers because in our industries or the industry I was in previously, um, you know, people come in and out of that sort of work. And in a lot of the businesses that I do work with, they were just predominantly female teams. And I was like, there has to be a platform that is for women. And I couldn't find one. And then also through, you know, when you've been a CEO for two decades, people come to you and ask you for advice a lot and want, you know, oh, I need a template for this. Have you got that? And and so I started being asked a lot for different templates for things. And I realized that there was also that gap and that a lot of women, you know, were unable to get their business to where they needed to be because they didn't have those tools to, um, you know, make sure their business looked professional. So I guess we're trying to bring it all together under one platform um, and help women on their business journeys. Love it. So good. Mm. And you know something, sometimes you hear something, you're like, there must be something in the market. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, there, you know, there are a lot of freelancer sites around, um, but they're not specific to women's and women's needs. Yeah. Now, we started working on this last no, October, November, and, you know, you couldn't have, pre- no one predicted COVID was happening. Mm. So, you know, we've also seen a lot of women who have lost their jobs in the last um, period who perhaps have never thought about consulting before, but now this is a reality for them. And we're hearing from employers as well that their next hire will be a consultant because they don't want to commit to a full-time staff member. So, you know, really, if you're in that consultancy arena, hopefully you've on the front foot, you've got more opportunity of getting work. Yeah, absolutely. And so you just mentioned that you have been a CEO for two decades. Mm. And so where did you start and what were those businesses? Sure. So I actually started my career as a television journalist um, and that was fairly short lived. I only did it for a few years and I found my way into PR. And then I started my own PR agency, which was called The Red Republic. So we had offices in Brisbane, Sydney, the Gold Coast and Los Angeles when I sold the business. I had that for 16 years. Wow. Um, 
And so we were PR brand digital design. Um, and, you know, that was a large team and a large team in different locations. And I sold that to a multinational. Um, and then I also had an online beauty company, which was called Lulu and Lipstick. I only had that for probably, I think, two and a bit years. And I was importing uh, unique beauty brands from around the world that were not available in Australia at that time. And we also had our own range of makeup brushes and accessories. And I sold that business as well in about 2016. So... I, I sort of went through a stage where, you know, I had been in business at that point for 16 years. I was probably a little bit burnt out. Yeah. Um, you know, my whole adult life was defined by having these businesses. And I had recently gotten married for the second time. Um, and we were wanting to have children. And I was just at a stage where it was time for my career to evolve. So I sold um, my both of my businesses and was really just doing consulting to other CEOs on how to grow their businesses, um, build high-performance teams, get ready for sale, mergers and acquisitions, that sort of thing, when I started the concept of freelancing gems. So I say I was in semi-retirement when I came up yeah. with this idea and I was enjoying that semi-retirement. Um, but, you know, something I'm very passionate about is women getting paid what they're worth. And... Last year, I read an article that said that women charge 38% less than their male counterparts in consulting, which I was just totally It doesn't alarmed. surprise me. No. It and, shouldn't you know, be that way, but it doesn't surprise me. And like 38% is a lot. Like yeah. I knew that we were charging less, but that is a lot of money yeah. less. And I also knew that I had those tools to help women start charging more with their worth. And obviously, you know, pay disparity, equal pay is such a huge topic in our, in our society. And the fact that as consultants, we actually have, um, you know, we can charge whatever we want and we still weren't charging what we were worth. So, it, you know, that sort of says to us, and we've done a lot of research around this, that um, a lot of women felt that they just didn't have the infrastructure around their businesses to be able to charge that. Um, so part of Freelancing Gems too is we do actually have a rate card so that we're trying to guide women on what they should be charging and also take into account superannuation. Um, take into account tax. You know, they're things that traditionally a lot of women aren't taking on board. Um, and soup is something I'm really passionate about. I don't have a lot of it. That's going to change, I've decided. I've got to do something about this. Um, but, you know, I think I really realised when I took time off to have my kids, hang on, I'm not getting paid super. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I can't think what the statistic is off the top of my head with women retiring with a lot less super It's not good, though. yeah. It's not good. Yeah. And I think, you know, that also comes down to how we charge and are we paying ourselves super? And yes. so, yeah, there's a lot wrapped up in that. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, last week's episode was actually on uh, building confidence with your money or building money mm. confidence. Mm. And I am 100% on board with that. And I talk yeah. about this as well, uh, making sure that you really understand the money in your business and that you can manage it in a way that, creates profitability, allows mm. you to grow, all of those mm. sorts of things. So I think that I think that we're becoming a lot more transparent, open, like we're talking about it a lot more, mm. which I just think is such a great thing to be doing. And mm. I want it, and it should be the norm. We should be able to talk about money um, and how to manage it really well and what we've learned along the way too. Mm. And I think too, you know, we get into businesses because we're specialists in certain areas. 
Um, and that, that doesn't necessarily mean we have a full understanding of finance and how to run a business. So yep. it is up to us to, I guess, you know, school up and to make sure that we're, we can learn as much about it as we can so that we're not on the back foot. Yeah, absolutely. And so was there a moment, like, were were you doing something where you came up with this concept? Was it just that you Mm -hmm. were looking for people and you just couldn't find them? Yes, that was 100% it. And my husband um, has a very big executive role and we were actually away um, and we were in Perth for a few weeks for his work Um, and I was not working. I was over there with my little boy and he was asleep and I was spending a lot of time online looking for talent for some of um, my clients. And I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. What, what, there is no site for female freelancers. And look, you know, there is directories around and they serve a purpose. And I certainly, you know, don't want to be disparaging about them at all, but there wasn't a jobs platform where I could like put my job in Well, I couldn't find one. Um, so that indicates that they, if there is, they don't have very good search engine marketing. (laughs) So, but then I did find some overseas and so I was like, okay, well that doesn't help me, but there is a market for this. So we started working on the concept and then it just kept growing and growing in how, um, you know, in how it was evolving. And I knew that whatever I did next, I would do in the female space. You know, my businesses have always had probably about 95%, um, females working for me it's an area I'm very passionate about supporting women, helping them grow. I never mind if people leave my businesses, if I've provided all the opportunities I can for them and it's just time for them to move on. It's time to move on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I really want people to get to that next stage. So I knew I was going to do something in that space. I didn't know how it would look. I was looking at women's co-working for a while there. You know, there's a great brand in the U S called the wing um, for women's co-working. And I did a, recce trip and went and checked out the wing in LA and New York. I loved the concept. Um, but then I also felt that with that concept, it was very much, you know, you were, your business was capped at how many bums on seats, I guess you could have. And because I've been in a service-based business for so long, I was also really, um, you know, I was really focused on having a business where if there was no ceiling yeah, that, you know, it didn't rely on me sitting in an office every day, leading that, conversation and strategy for that business to continue running. So I think in my past businesses, I've fallen into those businesses um, probably because of where my strengths and, and skills lie, you know, lied. But this business was probably a lot more deliberate. There was a lot of planning that went on behind the scenes. There was a lot of strategy work. There's been a lot of, um, you know, surveys and things around the target audience. We did a huge amount work into our brand like you very passionate about being bold in the way we present ourselves yeah so there's been a lot of work going in this business to get it to this stage amazing that's so exciting <laughs> you know what i'd love to know so when you did the surveys mm. what were you asking what did you mm. find out what what mm. sort of the insights that you're seeing well, we wanted to know what stage of business women were at. So we, you know, we knew, were you just starting out? Were you an experienced consultant? Were you a creative side hustler? You'd had something on the go for a while, but you were waiting to take that leap. Um, or were you, in fact, COVID collateral, which, you know, yeah. that, there's a lot of us out there right now. Um, we also wanted to know what were the pain points? What were you struggling with? Um, two things that specifically stood out for me were sales 
So a lot of people get into business because of their skill, but they don't know how to sell it. Yeah. Um, the infrastructure around their business, they're like, I'm really good as an interior decorator or a graphic designer, but I actually don't have any infrastructure around my business. I don't know how to set it up. Um, and then also having the confidence in themselves yeah. to grow the business. So they were some key things that came out of that. Also location um, and, you know, what how. And we also want to know about their home lives and, and how old they were. And, and what was interesting to me too was the demographic was a bit older. So it was 35 to 44, my mm-hmm. demographic. Um, we probably predicted it was going to be a bit younger. Okay. So, so I think I'm really a big advocate for knowing who your target audience yeah. is because when we know, we can deliver what they want. And that's also a mistake I think a lot of businesses make is um, making assumptions about who your audience is. And if we don't truly understand who they are and what they need, how can we ever deliver and add value um, that is above and beyond? Yeah. And I also think that just by doing that, doing that research, getting those insights, not only are you really understanding the problem and obviously bunkering any assumptions, like you just said, we thought it was going to be a younger market, but it was a little Mm. bit older, but you then are engaging them in in your journey to Mm. creating what it is that you want because they've actually given you their thoughts and opinions. And so now they're like, you know, what are you creating? Is this Mm. going to be for me? And so I actually think it's like a really great engagement point Mm. as well for potential customers in the future when you start Mm. to speak to people and bring them into that conversation too. Mm. Oh, look, for sure. And I think, you know, I've sold two companies in the past and part of what I've sold is I've sold the brand. Yeah. You know, I've built good, strong brands that people want to buy from, engage with, work for, work with. And that is always critical to um, attracting customers in the first place, but also keeping them. And then also when you sell your business that somebody else wants, you know, wants what you've, what you've created. Um, So, you know, two months ago, we said, hey, let's put up our social and just, you know, so we can put our sort of, you know, stake in the ground, we're coming, fly the flag. We had had no expectation of uh, around how many followers we'd get or anything, and we literally had a thousand women sign up to the data the wait list in the first few hours. That's amazing. And so, where did they? So, was that just from your socials, or was that from other places that you had attracted that? So we put it on um, Instagram, Facebook, and then we also posted it in um, some chat groups like Like Minded Bitches Drinking Wine. Um, uh, the lady startups from Mamma Mia and just to say, hey, this is, this is what we've been working on. Are there any freelancers out there? What do you guys think? And it was just really, it was so tremendous. Um, I'd been cautious not to put it out too early because obviously you don't want people copying the concept. Um, and look, in any industry, there's, all, you know, there's always competition. But um, in saying that as well, the feedback we did get was so it was it was overwhelming because we realized at that point oh actually like we we are onto something here and this is really needed and we thought it was and and this was the response we wanted but you don't know until you get out there how it's going to be received so that really spurred us on at that point to go this is so needed right now women want to get back to work women have been disproportionately disadvantaged during COVID, losing positions or hours being scaled back. More women have lost their jobs than men have. This is needed and we can be part of the solution that helps women get back to work sooner. 
Yeah. Awesome. You know what I'd love to dive a little bit into are two things that you talked about, which is obviously the COVID collateral. Mm-hmm. Like you just mentioned then that a lot of women have lost their jobs. I think um, I, I, uh, I left a corporate job not that long ago mm-hmm. uh, after building my business for quite a while. And the reason, one of the reasons was because I just wanted to have control. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do stuff that other people wanted me to do. I didn't want to build somebody else's business. I really wanted to build my own. And I think a lot of women are really looking for that independence and freedom mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be able to build something that is theirs and mm-hmm. that they have control over. And so when we talk about freelancers, mm-hmm. um, for my audience who are listening, how do they know if they're a freelancer or not? Like, is mm-hmm. it just if they're working yeah. for somebody else? Like mm-hmm. what sort of jobs are you seeing that are coming mm-hmm. through? Yeah. So look, I mean, when we say freelancer, really, it's pretty broad. It basically means you're working for yourself and are you offering services that someone will wish to purchase from you um, or engage you with? So you might be a small business with a team of three. You might be a consultant that works in professional services. Uh, You might be an interior decorator working on their own, a, a digital marketer. Um, you know, so it's very broad, I guess, the terminology. And, um, you know, I think that that flexibility and that freedom is also something that comes as we get older with more experience. We've made our mark. We've done a great job. And, you know, we're ready for that next stage and that evolution. And certainly I think that's something I experienced um, after selling my businesses. I was like, I've done those hours. I don't want to go back to, um, you know, working you know, huge hours again, although right now we are to get the website up, but you know, that's our choice. Um, But, you know, I want that flexibility. I have a two-year-old, I'm pregnant right now. um, And, but I still have a very meaningful contribution to make in my career. And I want to be part of my family's lives in an engaged way, but I also want to have a meaningful career for myself. So I think that um, starting your own business in that way gives you some of that flexibility to be able to make your own dreams come true as well. And everybody's got personal financial goals within their families and, and sometimes you're just not able to get there when you're an employee. Yep, couldn't agree more. I think that you know, you're kind of leaving it in somebody's hands, whether you've got a job and what that looks like and what you get paid and all the rest of it. So yeah, I think that there are so many women who are definitely making the choice to start their own businesses, be at home, either with their kids or just have more flexibility as well, which I think is super exciting. So now for you with Freelancing Gems, how are you planning on kind of, where are you going from here? What's next for you? Okay, so I guess, you know, once we eventually go live in the next few days, you know, it is definitely looking at the strategy of how we get word out there about this business. So I am obviously an ex-journalist and have spent many years in publicity. So to me, raising awareness via publicity will be key as well for our business. There's a lot of conversations being had right now about getting women back to work and we want to be part of that conversation. Um I, you know, obviously we're a digital business, so we need to be online, social media, um, EDMs, Google AdWord campaigns, that sort of thing, partnerships with other online brands as well that also champion diversity and believe in women at work. That'll be really key for us. Um, I also think when you have a digital business, it's also about the um, off of real life um, experiences as well. So, 
you know, we're looking forward to a time where we can have some functions. Yeah, yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that interaction because it's also, we, we will also have a program called the Sisterhood Program, which when you sign up and become a member at Freelancing Gems, you'll be matched with another um, freelancer or business owner that's on the similar journey to you. So you guys can support each other as much or as little as you like. Um, but those sorts of opportunities to connect with other women are really important, which I know you know the value of. That's your whole business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we definitely want to do some of those, uh, do event, you know, small scale events when we can. Our business is not an events business. It is a jobs business. Yeah. Um, but I really believe that, you know, that's probably a little, a point of difference for us as well is we're not just about the jobs. We're about getting you not just this job, but the next job and helping you build your business. Um, it's not just about a one-off transaction for us. We really want to see our members, you know, soar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely looking at different partnership opportunities as well so we can broaden our, broaden our reach. Yeah, and so what sort of jobs are you seeing coming through? So you were sort of saying that, you know, there are they're both big and small companies mm. that are looking for these freelancers. Are you mm-hmm. seeing sort of any trends in the market? I know that we were talking mm. about the fact that people don't want full-time employees mm. when the market's so uncertain and so obviously mm. freelancers are, are a great way to go. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, what, what are you seeing from employers? Yeah, look, I mean, we've seen so far we have been advertising some roles just via our social and, um, you know, we get a few a week coming through there uh, that we've just been putting up free of charge. So to make sure that our audience is still seeing opportunities um, and they, that has been very varied. There has been part-time positions, contract work, a maternity leave cover. There's been a few full-time positions that have come come across and I said, yeah, I'm fine for us to put them up. Like a job's a job, right? If yeah. people want to take it, they can. Um, or throw their hat into the ring. But I think something else that we have seen, which is, a, which is a bit of a trend, is, you know, we are for all industries. We didn't want to be niche in that um, because, you know, I was getting asked for... Uh, recommendations for HR managers and bookkeepers and you know it wasn't just one industry yeah however we have seen a you know really probably a lot of the job ads we've seen come through have been in the marketing space digital marketers graphic designers uh, publicists and I think the reason being is because you're trying to uh, people are trying to market their businesses right because they're trying to grow their businesses again they're trying to come out of um, the, the holes that we've been in during COVID and climb their way out. So they are looking for that talent in marketing to try and assist them with that. Um, and those sorts of roles definitely lend themselves to part-time or consultancy uh, so that people don't have the, the overheads full-time yeah. because they may, their business just may not require full-time marketing. Yeah. And so as say a freelancer, will you have like, they'll be able to profile themselves so that they can Mm. get found by people as well, or is it more the job and then you kind of apply for that role? Yeah, sure. So when you become a member, we have three different types of membership. So it speaks to definitely what stage of business you're at. Um, and the memberships start from $180 for the year. You also get given different business tools as well when you sign up. Um, so, and then you also have access to the business coaches and the entrepreneur in residence as well. Um, just as there are more, there are more aspects, but that's it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to load your profile. So we put your name up in lights yeah. and tell us why you're fabulous. Um, we also, you know, have 
have um, the opportunity for you to load a portfolio if your business lends itself to that. You can also put up your favourite quote so it tells us a bit about your personality. And then from there, employers can either headhunt you so your profile is up so they could come to our platform and, for instance, type in branding expert and they find Suze. Um, or the employers can also place job ads and you can apply for them. Yeah. So our job is to connect you. We don't take any commissions. We don't take a clip on the ticket in any way. Um, in this environment, how could you? You know, mm. I mean, we just want women to get back to work. We don't want there to be any barriers. Yeah. You've paid to be on the platform. So that's how we, you know, that's how we make money. We're not going to keep charging for the money that you're, you're working on that, you, that needs to go into your pocket. And we also didn't want employers or recruiters to feel there was any restriction in being able to employ our you know, our members. So that was really important to us as well. Um, yeah, so that's how it kind of works in a bit of a nutshell. Yeah, awesome. And so is it just Australia-based? At this point in time, um, I'm, you know, I think it definitely we would look at other markets moving forward. We do have big plans. Um, I am of the opinion um, that you grow and scale and sell. So that's my model in business. Um, and you know, one of my favorite sayings is don't play small. So I don't want to put any restrictions on where we go to. I do think you need to understand the local market incredibly well, and you need to understand what's important to the women in that market. Um, so we certainly wouldn't enter any markets unless we felt confident and had a great local team. Yeah, no, for sure. That's so good. And I mean, I do think that there is definitely a gap, like the way that you've described it, there is a gap. And I love the fact that that's something that you just saw and you decided to go after, because I do think that especially as the market continues to change, there will be new gaps Mm. and there will be new um, opportunities for women and people in business Mm. to actually see what the landscape looks like now. So I feel like, you know, especially with COVID and everything else, is there any other things that you're seeing in the market Mm. that you think has been thrown up by Mm. what's happened this year at all? I think there's been an opportunity in this market and there's a saying that I really love and it's that it is in the darkness that we really see ourselves. You know, this has been an opportunity for us to reevaluate our businesses, the way we do things. Um, do we have a point of difference in, in market? Uh, or are we a me too brand? How do we stand out? How do we add value to our clients or our customers where they honestly feel like I want to work with them again because they were so amazing to deal with and they went above and beyond and they offered me this and no one's ever offered me this. Um, You know, I think that we saw a lot of brands doing the same, same, same. This was not the time for the same. This was time to innovate, not imitate. Love it. Yep. (laughs) So, you know, um, and I think we initially, we did see some really beautiful work coming out of different ways that brands could also help at this time. And then we saw brands that didn't even make a comment about what was happening. Yeah. And I found that really hard. I mean, you know, those brands probably don't make, don't ever make a stance on anything of any importance. But I found that difficult to watch because I was like, stand for something, believe in something, help your customers. This is the time where we all needed to band together. Um, so I think that this has been an opportunity. And if you haven't evolved your business or the way you work personally out of this, you've kind of missed the moment because the world shifted. 
Yeah. So it is so interesting. I remember somebody saying, um, you realize all of the businesses that you've signed up to when a crisis hits. And then all of a sudden you start hearing, like you get an email from them and you're like, I don't even remember like (laughs) signing up for this or we, I've not heard from you for a year or whatever it is. So, and and some people went too far. Like I was, there was one company that honestly, I was getting an email morning and night from them and at first it was like oh wow you know they're in they're, we're in this together by like day seven i was like please stop contacting me wow <laughs> and they're still doing it and we're months later so they would only be <laughs> you haven't unsubscribed yet <laughs> well i'm just watching for a few different reasons but yeah. um, you know i'm i also think you know you don't need to be spamming people at this time either and i guess there is that fine line of where you're adding value and where you're just being a pest yeah, absolutely. Now, for, I'm going to actually pick your PR brain a little bit oh, around okay. around <laughs> what's happening in the market now. And I know that you were sort of talking about that you that freelancing gems really wants to be part of the conversation for getting women back to work. And mm-hmm. so, for my listeners, when mm-hmm. it comes to really taking a look at what's happening in the market, mm-hmm. how can they think about the story that mm-hmm. is their business, what they mm-hmm. do, and how they can contribute to the conversation? that are happening now mm, that's a good one because I and we're actually going to do a course in September or October around how to create publicity in your in your business by yourself without using an agency or a publicist so I think the key thing too is to really know what your unique selling points are in your business if you've got nothing unique in your business then you know fundamentally we need to find something that's our job we need to find something that's newsworthy um, you know, I always talk about there are five touch points before a customer will act. So PR is also about consistency. We need to keep being seen in the press or whether it's blogs or podcasts, um, whatever medium you, your audience is on uh, before people will react because they need to know that you're a credible brand. So this isn't, you know, just one story we want to get. We want to get stories over, over many months and ongoing Um, So I think it's also about defining your tone of voice and as a brand, what's important to you? What are you prepared to make comments about? What's important to your audience and know what those topics are um, that you are comfortable to jump in on or where you could be seen as an expert. Media lover top tips. So from, from experts as well, and, you know, your queen of the top tip, tips for branding, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's something that media love. So if, if within your business you can also create some tips that you can become known for that, again, add value, I think that's really important. Um, and then there are also, t- you know, there's seasonal times where you can uh, get creative. So let's say you're an accountant and um, because I'm all in for women's markets, you might specialise in um, helping female entrepreneurs and female founders and perfect time to talk about, um, you know, women in business, International Women's Day, uh, financial literacy, you know, there are different seasons where that's where those stories come out more. So we've just done tax time. This yeah, would have been to say end of financial year. This yeah. is your time to shine if you're in accounting. Um, so you know, I think there's seasonal opportunities there that we can also tie in. And then there's also piggybacking off what is happening in the media. So not just being proactive, but also being reactive. So if something happens in your local area um, or even you know nationally, if your if your brand is big enough where you could make comment that would add value to the listeners or the readers 
the viewers, then that's, you know, that's your time to, to also um, put your hand up that you'd be a great spokesperson for that. So is it always about pitching for stuff like that? Is there other ways to kind of get found for mm-hmm. when you've got those top tips or if you're writing or anything like that, or is it mainly finding the people that write about that um, yeah. and then pitching to them? Yeah, I think it is about it is about relationships, which is where it's hard. And especially at this point in time, I mean, how many journos have just lost their jobs as well? This is not a great time. So you're trying to find people that are still working and they're not working from their offices. So we've got to locate them. Um, and I think it's building a few key relationships. You know, we can't take over the world tomorrow. Um, whatever industry you're in, know who some of those key media are that, write about topics that are important to you and important to your audience. And it might be that you reach out um, to them via LinkedIn just to say, you know, you want to connect because you love their work. It might, um, you know, there are different ways to sort of connect in with people where it is, I think, the best stories that, you know, I've ever gotten up over the years. And look, I haven't pitched in 10 years, so it's been a little (laughs) while for me. I normally have people who do it for me now. but, you know, the, the best stories I've gotten up have been where there is that, you know, what's in it for their readers or their listeners or their viewers. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for stories where their, their readers are learning something from it. So it's authentic. And I think that's also really important is with your brand, having that authentic and genuine tone of voice that you're prepared to talk about things that matter to your brand um what do you think about being controversial not just Mm. for the sake of being controversial but Mm. do you think that having a really strong opinion is important when you're potentially looking to get that sort of Mm. media attention what are your thoughts on that well I think you've got to walk a fine line with also how does that affect your business yeah so you know at freelancing gems our tone of voice is that if it's important to women it's important to us Love now, it. some of those topics may not necessarily be personally important to me, but if it's important to people within our community, then that's something we're going to champion. And there are a lot of women's issues where there needs to be somebody who's prepared to have that voice. So, and we see that that, you know, is us in the, in the way we represent our brand. So, you know, we are prepared to make those comments. Um, but I would say that we're not controversial. We plan to do it with courage. Yeah. Um, I think when people are controversial, I mean, controversial can have a negative connotation as well. Yeah, maybe that wasn't the right word. But, yeah, kind of having a really strong opinion on and taking a particular stance on something. Mm. Yeah. You know, I know that, for instance, when I still had the agency, um, you know, it was a gay marriage vote was out at that time. And I was, you know, regardless of how, you know, what anybody's personal beliefs are, there are a lot of um, gay and lesbian people in the creative industries and we absolutely needed to support them. And to me, that was an important, that was important that as my, as the head of my brand, um, that we did show that, that we were supporting, you know, we were supporting those people in our community. So I think it's also about who's in your community that needs your support, that needs you to have that courage. 
Yeah, no, that's so good. And have you got, what are your sort of goals over the next couple of months? Like, do you have a number of women that you want to become part of that community? Are you going to kind of wanting to hit certain things that you kind of think, you know, something that's really going to, if we get there, then we know yeah. that we've done what we wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, of course, we have some, <laughs> we have some goals um, with membership numbers that we want to hit. Um, you know, I'd love to see that we had 10,000 members in the first 12 months. Amazing. Um, we'll have a party when that happens. Yeah. Um, because, and really, if you look at before COVID, I think the uh, female freelancer market was about 1.6 million. So trying to get 10,000 members really should not be that hard, right? Especially if there's not a lot else that's out there like you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So it shouldn't be too hard, but in saying that, you know, we're, we're, we're in day one. So um, we'll see how we go. But um, yeah, I think for any business that you're in, it's so important to have the goals that you know you're working towards. Otherwise, every day you just sort of, you know, met, rolling along, you know, what's your purpose? So we're really clear on what our purpose is. And for us, you know, it's about helping as many women as we can. Yeah, I love it. That's so good. Well, I am 100% on board with you Yay! when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to, you know, really championing women and creating a place for them to be financially independent mm. and be surrounded. Like community I think is so important when it comes mm. to women in business. I think that, you know, it is the whole thing of we all do sort of raise each other up and support mm. each other and I think that um, that education and open conversations and honesty um, and connection is just so, so key. Uh, and it's mm. such a great thing to see, you know, what you're doing. And so is it you and I think you've got two other yes, co-founders, yes. is that right? I, I do indeed. So, you know, I guess I sort of came up with the concept and then Kirsty and Amanda, I've both known for many years. We've never worked together before. Kirsty, um, I've known since she was born. So our mothers are actually friends, but I'm I'm a bit older than Kirsty, so we've not grown up together as such, but I've all, you know, we we're family friends and I've known who she is and I've watched her career and she's watched my career. And we both had children around the same time and we're having a lot of conversations around wanting to do more meaningful work um, and being, you know, really passionate about that level um, and doing stuff that uh, Kirsty's very passionate about, you know, mums at work and, and having that meaningful connection still to their careers. And then Amanda, I've probably, Amanda, uh, so Kirsty's sort of our tech marketing um, lady. And then Amanda it has come out of advertising sales at, you know, some of the biggest publications and digital platforms like Mamma Mia, Daily Mail, Marie Claire, Famous Magazine. And she and I have known each other for 15 years through work. And Amanda and I have had many conversations about our shared passion for championing women at work. And Amanda is a natural born connector. So, you know, we, all three of us, I brought us to the table. Um, we've obviously put in a lot of work into freelancing gems um, since the beginning of the year, the three of us have been working together. And um, we all bring something different to the table. We all sort of stay in our own lane that way with what we know we each have to deliver. So it's really great. And I've never had business partners before. So this is a whole new chapter for me. But something I knew that it was really important to me was I didn't want to go it alone this time. And, yeah. I've, you know, I've had a lot on my shoulders for a very long time. And it's interesting, any hurdles that we've even overcome to this point, it's a really different dynamic to go, well, what are we going to do? 
as opposed yeah. to me laying in bed at night going, what am I going to do? You know, that's a whole different vibe. So, and I think that come, gives a lot of power to the way we approach things because there's three of us to make that call. Yeah. Um, so that's a new journey too. So it's, it's exciting yeah, to work with other women that are in their power and great at what they do. Amazing. So good. <laughs> well, Fla, I really enjoyed having this chat with you. I feel yes. like sometimes we do very kind of structured, like these are some tips on how to do things. And I think I actually really enjoy just having a conversation about women who are starting new things and, and I guess really kind of breaking the mold in, mm. in the industry as well. And, mm. and I think it's exciting to have these conversations a bit more as well. So I have really loved having this chat with you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I know met on Instagram and I started following you because obviously I'm such a big advocate for brand and also just being bold. And so I was like, oh, I love what this lady's doing. So I'm so glad we got to connect in kind of in person on Zoom. I know. <laughs> I know and I'm looking forward to, is I'm doing a MasterCard in you November are. as well. So Perfect. really looking forward to um, meeting all of your freelancing gems. And yes. I'm sure that my listeners who are an incredible group of women in business as well, they will be checking you out. So uh, when this episode goes live, freelancing gems will be live. You can go check out all the links, but those, for those who are walking their dog or in the yes. car or whatever, where can they find you? So freelancinggems.com and you can find us on Instagram at Freelancing Gems, on Facebook at Freelancing Gems. So basically we're just Freelancing Gems. Everywhere. <laughs> so good. That is awesome. Well, thanks Thank so much you. for hanging out. No, and it's been great. I can't wait to see what you do. Thank you. And we appreciate your support so much. My, my pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I really enjoyed talking with Fleur and I cannot wait to see what they do and I can't wait to meet their community come November. So if you are obviously a freelancer and you work with lots of different companies and you want to check them out, then make sure you do. I think that they're going to build an amazing community. But listen, that is it for another week. Make sure that you obviously subscribe to the podcast. I would love you to leave a review and obviously tell me everything that you think about what we share here uh, because it helps other people to find us as well. And if you love this episode, please be sure to share it on the gram in stories and tag Freelancing Gems and myself. We would love to share that as well. But hey, until next week, make sure you keep playing big and branding bold. <laughs>